appropriate for us as a message. Um, and the only song I can really kind of think of. And welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa Vickis. How's everyone doing? I hope all of you are well and are keeping sane and are keeping those vibes up high during these these moments of social distancing and self-isolation or quarantine. I am recording this a much later than I normally would or should actually record. But um, I've been a little, I've been a little bit all over the place, and seriously, my my allergies are at their peak today. Woke up at three in the morning. I like my nose was all stuffed up. I started sneezing. I was like, oh God, God no, please, God no, no. And then uh, I was like, this COVID nineteen isn't what's gonna get me. It's these fucking seasonal allergies. I'm telling you, I'm. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm actually afraid of going out because I feel like if I accidentally sneeze or cough, that's it. They're they're gonna they're gonna go and shove me in the back of a trunk and forcefully quarantine me the way things are going. Ugh. Anybody else suffering from allergies or am I the only one that that feels like I'm dying every day, all day, every day? In keeping with this week's um, I don't know, lazy trend, I should say, I have um, found the world of TikTok, and I remember um, one of my friends, uh, well, my soul sister's like daughter, actually like said, "Oh, you should check out TikTok," and I did. And this was like last year, and I was like, mm, "I'm not really feeling this," so like I deleted the app. Deleted. God, I can't even speak again. Nothing new. And um, and then I um, reinstalled the app, and ever since then, I've been going down a dark, dark hole of TikTok. <laughs> it's it's nonstop, so it's I mean, I, I don't even know. It's there's Netflix in there somewhere, but it's mostly TikTok that's occupying my time. And yeah, pretty much. And I was just like, ooh, uh, this is this is I should be recording, I should be like studying, or I should be I don't know, vlogging or something, but no no. Instead I'm I'm up watching TikTok and then I'm thinking, well, I mean, the upside is that at least I'm not watching Pornhub. It could be worse, I guess. I don't know if it would be worse. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe to some people TikTok is their porn. So yeah, pretty much. All right. So let's jump right in after that little chit chat. It's time to get down to, to business. I'm not going to do some spring cleaning at the beginning. I might do it at the end. You have to find out and see. But because we have a lot to cover in this week's episode, I wanted to jump right in. So we've been looking at some interesting beauty trends, beauty standards, beauty ideals. Last, well, the past two episodes, we, we kind of took a look at some of those vintage ads and how they were kind of selling shame to women. And this week, we're going to focus on our male counterparts. And I'm always interested in finding out how men, how men feel, you know, do they feel the pressure that women feel, you know, when it comes to certain beauty ideals and standards? I mean, we definitely know that women have been the center of attention throughout the, you know, throughout history when it came to, to beauty. 
And of course, men also had their their beauty trends. But I definitely wanted to see if men are feeling the pressure. So I got down and started researching in between TikTok, Netflix, and some Pornhub. I'm not, I'm not, you know, shy to admit it. Are you ready for the juicy juicy? All right. So as we said, we're going to focus on the male beauty standards. And we know that the ideal body and beauty types are a lot like fashion trends. I mean, we have discussed it in previous episodes where basically, like fashion trends, things change within the beauty industry. Um, and, and, you know, when it comes to like body types and beauty ideals, they, they change like every passing decade. And it's common knowledge that girls and women face pressures to have the ideal everything. Ideal face, ideal hair, ideal nails, I don't know, ideal body, just ideal everything. And although the media seems to focus a lot on female bodies, or just females, period, um, male beauty standards have changed a great deal um, over the course of last century and this century. And of course, I'm just going to mainly focus on these these last two centuries i don't know like because if i if i go out like all the way back in history we're gonna be it's gonna be like a 10-parter and i know you guys don't want to hear me <laughs> that much i mean I, I get it that you're you're sometimes feeling a bit lonely and you miss my oftentimes not so dulcetone like voice but i don't think you guys are willing to listen to 10 parts of this so <laughs> we're just going to be focusing on the 20th and 21st century and so we know that a great that their male beauty that the male beauty standards have like changed um, a great deal. Like women, men have also dealt with beauty standards that were difficult, actually oftentimes difficult to attain. Now, most of my um, research came from a few uh, websites like BuzzFeed, CNBC, um, and a few others. Oh, and also YouTube. Okay, in between like my TikTok, Pornhub, Netflix, there was a lot of YouTube stuff going on too. <laughs> so, but that's where I my, my research like is mostly concentrated from. So I found this article and a video actually um, on BuzzFeed's site. And this article was written in March 2015. And, we're, and then I found some more actually information that's more current. So when this article was written, it said that the male beauty market has skyrocketed. The number of men's beauty products increased by more than 70% worldwide between 2012 and 2014. So about um, eight to six to eight years ago. And as of 2013, men's skincare alone was worth $3.3 billion globally. Can you imagine? So the concern surrounding the ideal traits that make a man physically attractive is in no small part thanks to the mass media. And they're beginning to take an effect on men everywhere, especially young boys. Just as we've mentioned about um, women and how certain ads target them, certain most ads target them, and it affects young girls as well. Here it's young boys it's especially um, affecting. So in an article that I found on CNBC that was written last year, because I wanted to see how, how men's um, beauty products, like how, how much are they worth now? It, was, it said in the CNBC report that men's personal care industry is predicted to hit $166 billion, um, by 2022. $166 billion, so basically in the next two years. And this is according to the I Allied Market Research. And in 
2018, men's skincare products alone saw more than a 7% jump in sales and with a category currently valued at $122 million. So then it says that nearly 40% of adults aged 18 to 22 have shown an interest in gender-neutral beauty products. And this is according to NPD's iGen Beauty Consumer Report. So can you imagine within in the next two years, um, men's personal care is expected to hit $166 billion. I love statistics. It gets me off. It really does. So, <laughs> so basically... Um, uh, the BuzzFeed report was saying that um, in the simplest of conclusions, men, at least to the general public, are starting to care more about how they look and how that affects their perceptions of self. And it inspires a vast array of controversial discussions. So in BuzzFeed's article, they gathered information from professional publications, entertainment and social media to determine how has pop culture and media shaped our views on ideal male beauty. And they came up with, um, well, they researched 12 countries, uh, U.S., Mexico, Brazil, South Africa, Nigeria, Turkey, Italy, U.K., India, South Korea, Philippines, and Australia. And BuzzFeed also conducted its own research and asked for men's personal insight on the relationship with beauty and fashion. So there's a video that they, um, they came up with back in 2014, I think. I think it was 2014. I'm not too sure. And um, it uh, it basically shows those 12 countries the ideal beauty standards. So I'll definitely be posting that on, um, on Facebook, on the group and the Facebook page so that you guys can have a look at the video. So with the video and the research that BuzzFeed conducted, they hope to spark a more open and important dialogue regarding wow men's relationships with their bodies ethnicities masculinity and personal expression of beauty i just had to stop recording for a moment because my stomach just decided to have a party and it started making some weird ass noises and i was like whoa bitch you gotta sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up i was like what's happening in there it was just like whoa so <laughs> that was a bit weird but okay fair enough sorry about that in keeping with with this topic i found another very interesting um article actually by cnbc and and it was um it was uh, basically saying that new standards of beauty are are emerging and the advertising industry is constantly showing the athletic ideal body and of course we've seen it all throughout i mean it doesn't matter where you turn to all advertisements when it comes to to men you definitely see that athletic ideal body and with all this it means that men are turning from beauty and good looks to health now in other articles i was reading that well we'll discuss it it's actually just it's basically not really some men are taking an unhealthy or many unhealthy risks when it comes to getting that ideal, um, air quotes, ideal body type. But, so, we'll, we'll continue with this CNBC article. So, according to Victoria Buchanan, who is a visual trend researcher and beauty expert at the Future Lab- Laboratory, she says that men are now more body conscious than ever. Um, they are increasingly pursuing a toned and muscular physique in the mode of actors such as Daniel Craig or Ryan Gosling. I don't know about 
you you girls or any of or anybody who who finds but i really i just don't find ryan gosling like is just not my type of guy i don't know and now i'm just gonna lose a whole bunch of like people now <laughs> i just had to state that he's just not my type seriously St Ooh, now i have some more statistical data i hope you guys are ready for this one <laughs> all right um, a survey by the Center for Appearance Research found that 78% of British men wish they were more muscular and one in three would give up a year of their life if they could achieve their ideal body weight and shape. Okay. This is supported by market research from Mintel, and this highlights that young men are rethinking their priorities in the face of advertisers using attractive male models and celebrities to promote their products. Now, of course, as we as we said, I think it was like in episode one, was it? <laughs> I don't remember. Was it one, two? It doesn't, it was in the beginning. We've only done like a, right now seven episodes, so <laughs> and I can't even remember. But of course, this this ideal is going to this this particular ideal of the perfect everything is going to sell a lot of 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 advert advertisement companies aren't going to be thinking well let's sell the real the raw although this is what now um the consumer us is is interested in interested in seeing a lot of times we we don't see that we do see that perfect male body perfect female body the perfect everything so according to the research, 45% of men say that being in good shape is a priority for the future, compared to 38% who prioritize getting married or being in a long-term relationship. So more men are interested in basically looking good. It's their priority. <laughs> oh, so it says, furthermore, 17% of young men aged 16 to 24 think male models in advertising have made them more self-conscious of their appearance. And 26% of all men surveyed agreed that men are sexualized in adverts just as much as women. Yes, it's very true, though. We, I'm trying to think of the different ad, ads that I see, like, featuring men and whatnot. Even, like, when it comes to, like, just, um, well, anything, really. I mean, I remember, no, not Axe. But I just remember, like, the Calvin Klein is, like, a perfect example of having that, uh, in air quotes again, ideal male like body type you know having like the v-shape and just being ripped and if anybody remembers the just the mark Wahlberg ones in the early was it early 90s god that that goes to show you my age but every remember everybody remembers the, the calvin klein ads i mean they were everywhere billboards they were everywhere um also some armani ads some ads for like the different um fashion um companies also Dolce & Gabbana and all of them whenever they they had their advertisements somehow there would they would show like the ideal you know male body type ideal male image so of course because apart from perfection you know what these advertisement companies are trying to sell as perfection sex sells and so it's 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 sex has has been selling since the beginning of time so anything that just catches your attention catches your eye so of course anything that is shirtless i mean topless whatever it is it's going to catch our attention it's going to get us the consumer to be like oh wait hold up now of course there comes the yes okay it's aesthetically pleasing to the eye but at what cost is it to how we feel about ourselves 
and this is what now like what men are feeling now is that pressure that non-stop pressure to conform to have that the ideal body being muscular being a certain type and everything as i was researching i came across an amazing article actually and it was written in 2015 by a doctor nerd love this is interesting and it's an article that's called the new <clears throat> ooh wow the new and impossible standards of male beauty uh, the first part was talking about the beauty myth versus the spornosexual. Now, if you're anything like me, and you might be tired of labeling or labels in general, because I'm just, number one, it confuculates me. There's just so many labels out there. I don't, I get confused. I forget what the hell. Somebody says a word to me, and I'm like, wait, what? You know, like, wait, what? And then they explain it and I'm like, oh, why couldn't you have used this word instead? Like, why did you have to use this label? But if you're anything like me and you don't know what a spornosexual is, I research that as well because <laughs> I can't, we, we've already gone through the lumber sexual, now it's spornosexual, before the trend was, you know, being metrosexual, which if you remember the poster boy of that was David Beckham. So now we're gonna go into what spornosexual is. So I found <laughs> an article about spornosexual. I found it on the sun. And it says, what is spornosexual? So the term spornosexual was coined by cultural commentator Mark Simpson, who is describing men who go to the gym in order to post selfies of their beefy bodies on social media. These men are said to use their bodies as the ultimate accessory and also enjoy tattoos and having waxed, tanned skin. They can often be seen wearing skinny, tight-fitting shirts with plunging necklines in order to show off their inkings, okay, and bulging muscles. So then it says, what does the term spornosexual mean? So the term spornosexual is a combination of the words sport, porn, and metrosexual which I, I was talking about just before, uh, metrosexual. But, and so then it goes on to say, the rise of the metrosexual, in case some of us forgot what metrosexual means or meant, the rise of the metrosexual was charted in the late 90s and early noughties thanks to the likes of David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo. They were described as men who were image conscious and weren't afraid to spend time on their looks or buy beauty products. However, this new generation of spornosexuals have combined this with wanting to have the ultimate masculine body and show it off online. Thank you, thesun.co.uk, for that, um, that uh, for describing and clarifying what spornosexual and metrosexual um, meant to those of those who actually forgot. <laughs> I just love how it's you can you can get an answer to everything and anything <laughs> within seconds thank god the internet is fast enough even though everybody's like you know doing social distancing and isolation and whatnot um thank god that the internet is still working <laughs> because honestly where would i be i don't even have encyclopedia britannica and i don't think this terminology would be in it so so we've gone through metrosexual spornosexual and lumbersexual you're welcome <laughs> so going back to the article by dr nerd love he says, well, he, he states uh, an article written by a Max, hold on, Olesker? 
I butcher people's last names. Shame on me. But in that article, The Rise and Rise of the Spornosexual, uh, writer Max Olesker decided he wanted to explore what he saw as the new trend in young men. Predominantly, it meant that men in their early 20s, but many ranging up to their 50s to sport bodies reminiscent of post or sorry of modern porn stars sports heroes and of course movie stars to many men the lean yet jacked look has become de oh god de rigueur the ne plus ultra of masculinity why do people have to be so oof on their like <laughs> on their writing skills you're confusing me <laughs> Whew, that was like a tongue twister <laughs> The article continues to say that um, in Hollywood especially, well, we should say in the movie industry, that being built um, has become something that's mandatory, even from people who aren't typically action stars. So when you think about those action movies, even from like Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Jean-Claude Van Damme, those ones, now you have like movie stars, you know, okay, like today's movie stars like Tom Cruise and whatnot, but there's other stars who aren't even action stars and they need to be buff, they need to be built. So now to be a movie star means having visible muscle striations in your pecs and a perfect runner's girdle pointing at the family jewels, or as my mother would call it in French, uh, le, 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 le bijou de famille. Le bijou de famille, which means in French, like family jewels. So if you're going to be a leading man in the hottest movies or TV shows, you can't just look good with your shirt off. You have to look fucking perfect. He didn't say fucking in his like article, but I'm using the term fucking perfect because this is what, you know, is expected from them. He goes on to say that the cruel ir irony, of course, is that men are now feeling the same pressures that us women have been feeling for generations. And that's to conform to an incredibly specific form of beauty. And of course, those who don't measure up are taught that they're failures, that they are inherently less desirable, even less manly than the shiny chested, leaned out Dolce & Gabbana model. At a time when men already feel sexually invisible and desperate for validation or even acknowledgement, being told that being sexy means being lean and, and jacked, at all costs. Uh, see, this like breaks my heart, seriously. Uh, you know, of course, yes, hi, I'm a woman, <laughs> as we all know. But in the sense of, I feel, I feel the pain because, you know, for, for, for many years, um, yes, us women have been objectified and everything. And it's tough, it's tough. Like you walk down the streets, you don't feel safe, you get cat calls. I mean, you're just being objectified, whether it be in advertisements, in movies, in TV shows, like we said, sex sells. And so now, you know, well, not now, but in the last 20, 30, 40, even 40 years, men are feeling, oh, okay, let's say the last 30 years, men are feeling, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Men are feeling this incredible pressure that has been put upon women for so long, and they're feeling it too now. They're being objectified. They feel like they have to have the perfect body. It's one thing, listen, I, you know, admire people who go to the gym. I haven't gone to the gym in like two, well, now I can't go to the gym because it's like we're on lockdown. But in the sense of people who take their health, and I really mean health, and that goes, you know, for their mental health as well. People who take that very seriously, I commend you. You know, when you do it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you are pressured into doing it. I commend you, you know what I mean? So it's all like, you know, and you know, just being healthy in general, anyone who's healthy or anyone who's trying to be healthy, I'm applauding you. I know what it feels like 
to basically cry, not want to go to the gym. I mean, I understand the difficulties, but my heart breaks when I hear, when I read this kind of stuff, uh, you know, where it says, and of course, those who don't measure up are taught that they're failures, that they are inherently less desirable, even less manly. See, that freaking breaks my heart. I hate when people, I hate when I hear or anything when it comes to bullying or I feel, or I hear that people don't value themselves or you know all the oh god it just breaks my heart you know because it's like i understand i empathize with you i understand the pressures oh it's just so rough to read it sometimes though i'm just like no don't feel like that i love you and i'm losing my voice too shit all right had to stop again to clear my throat because wow it was that was a bit <laughs> that was a bit weird i'm losing my voice this is not happening uh, anyway, just uh, like I always say, love each other, love yourselves. Please don't feel inadequate. You are not inadequate. Va oh, seriously, I love yous. Don't feel inadequate. <laughs> All right. So we go on with the article that's saying that the object uh, objectification of men has followed the same path as the objectification of women. So the ideal female body is a study of contradictions. As we said, I remember in like uh, episode one. So basically... People, well, people, I, I should say the ideal body, here it goes, for women is like, so you should be athletic, yet soft, petite, yet still curvy, thin, yet still busty. And it's supposed to look effortless. And it isn't, because there's tons of things that go on behind the scene to look like that. Ugh, talk about contradictions. Anyway, the work that women are expected to put into, the, into chasing the ideal is expected to be invisible. And it's basically the same with men. Men need to be muscular, but lean, able to party hard and guzzle booze and beer, but still maintain those perfect abs. And of course, it's supposed to be natural. This is the thing, it's none of this, it's just, it's either one or the other. You can't have both sometimes. You can't be, uh, seriously, if you're really taking your health into, I mean, really, it's not acting like a 20 year old where you're up all night, nonstop partying, nonstop drinking, going to bed like at six o'clock in the morning and getting, you know, up again at like six o'clock in the evening. That's not, that's not possible. When you, when you're taking your health into consideration, you're going to bed. Literally, I sometimes I'm in bed by nine, latest by 10 o'clock. I wake up most mornings at five o'clock. It is seriously, it's, it's, you got to take it seriously. It's no more of that partying hard. I'm not saying don't go out and don't have a drink, but you can't be guzzling booze and thinking that you're going to be getting what I mean. It's just it's it's one or the other when it comes to things. It's just and it has to be natural. Well, anyway, continuing with the article, I am I am on my rant and rave today. <laughs> so uh, Oliver was saying that the problem is that this ideal body is almost impossible to achieve. We all know this. I mean, come on now. It's the unspoken truth that gaining and maintaining the perfect masculine body has to be your job. Those movie stars and models are literally being paid to work out and eat clean. And this is like in, you know, in air quotes here, clean. Usually at levels that the average Joe can never meet. Neither are they paying for their meals or the nutritionist or the trainers, the gym times. Uh, gym time, apparently the studios pay for it all. I don't know how it is. Often delivering the food to their stars in order to maintain their workout schedules. It says here that Jason Momoa was eating 56 chicken breasts a week in order to play Khal Drago. Wow. 
Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, and Hugh Jackman all were putting in multiple 90 plus minute workouts each day to get into shape for the movies that they had their action movies and whatnot. And all, and this is all before they set foot in front of the camera. Getting re ready for filming usually involves intense dehydration. And I remember Hugh Jackman actually mentioning this, um, that he does this, uh, he did this for Wolverine and stuff. Um, but it in involves intense dehydration to make those muscles and veins pop, pushing diuretics and sweating out the last drops in order to get that perfect look. This is putting your body in, in immense strain and it's very, very, very dangerous to practice that dehydration that intense dehydration where oh no see that's very dangerous mm -mm, your body that's not meant to happen <laughs> so and also he continues to say in his ar uh, article that what goes unmentioned is the secret weapon testosterone and human growth hormone injections no no and fucking no so even then those perfect muscles um and that ideal beauty or male beauty gets get like is assisted because just with us women those men are given a boost with some traditional hollywood and madison avenue magic which is carefully planned lighting artful artfully applied makeup and of course photoshop hello photoshop seriously ah yeah so all of this is just dangerous i mean no you know you're supposed i mean your body can't at a certain point yes you can do that for a certain amount of time but then you know your body is going to wear and tear itself out i mean there's only so much a body can take um and that's why you know when these like um movie stars they they before they start filming like three months in advance they go into like intense workouts intense like you know eating schedules and whatever to get all jacked up in three months time and they do whatever else they do apparently here it's like testosterone and the human growth and human growth hormone injections this is it's like what um, Tom Hanks did for what was that movie where he was on the island by himself and with his volleyball Wilson over there? What the hell? And he lost like an incredible amount of weight to, you know, get into that starved look. That's that's putting strain on your body. That is freaking dangerous. Now, of course, if I was getting like twenty five million dollars, who knows what the fuck I would do with my body? I'll be like, fuck it. I have twenty five million dollars in the bank you know or whatever 50 million dollars in the bank you know for it but jesus no see at a certain point you just mm -mm, you, you know your body is just gonna ooh, ooh, no 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 anyway going on <laughs> so this is um in one of the parts of the article is called the high price of perfection and he says the pressure for men to measure up to this impossible ideal is a cruel parody of gender equality we're rapidly approaching the point where men and women are equally fucked up about our bodies <laughs> that's so true boy so true so it's just as women have for generations men are starting to pay the price for male beauty yeah now remember in was it episode it was episode two wasn't it yes it was episode two where we talked about snapchat um this well snapchat dysmorphia but now it's and we were talking about just body dysmorphic disorder and everything but they were they're saying in this article that body dysmorphic disorder is on the rise in men also so studies have found that nearly half of all men are dissatisfied with their bodies and up to a quarter of people suffering from eating disorders are men my heart goes out to you oh no Ugh, no 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 sorry <laughs> so what makes it even more uh absurd is the sheer damage 
that we do to ourselves, trying to achieve and maintain that ideal look. Now, of course, we're okay, everybody has body fat and whatnot. Now here it says 5% body fat is not natural in humans. No, it fucking isn't. And it comes with immense health risks. And this is what I was mentioning before, the stress on the body. From the unnatural level of body fat, the intensity of the workouts and the pressure on the psyche, it can damage it can damage one's internal organs and weaken the immune system, leaving the leaving people vulnerable to disease. This is what I'm saying. You can't be putting that kind of strain on your body. I understand. Take your workout seriously take you know your eating um habits seriously eat healthy of course it's okay to like you know binge in once in a while or whatnot give your body what it needs you know but we have oh no it's just like we, we have to be responsible about it and of course society is putting this this pressure on us that is killing us literally killing us it's it's we're no better than our ancestors who used to take you know freaking sanitized tapeworms i'm still confused as to what the hell that means i want to know what the hell does that mean sanitized tapeworms it's gross either way we are no better than our ancestors in all reality because the amount of shit that we're doing to our bodies I, you know, wow, seriously. And it still continues to function somehow. We still are alive. I don't know how that that's happening. <clears throat> so, continuing. And when I say impossible body, I mean it. Having the perfect body isn't just built in the gym or on the dinner plate. It's built in the womb. Genetics and bone structure dictate far more than can be achieved via workouts. And this is what I was also saying. Like, society... You know, all these contradictions about having the perfect body and whatnot, you have, you, nothing takes into, none of this takes into consideration your genetics, your morphology, bone structure, any of it. You know, it's just like, not everybody can attain that level of fitness that we see on the billboards and advertisements here, left, right, on social media. It's just not, it's not possible, but we, we, we're insistent on it and hence the rise of plastic surgery, but that's something else that's gonna be another show for, for you kids <laughs> and we're also we're also forgetting that this is without getting into the other issues such as food availability hormonal balances and more that affect health and weight loss so we got to take there's so much to take into consideration so much and it's like we we don't really stop and think about it or the consequences of what we're doing you know you know the consequences that of what we're doing to our body. So as we were saying, we don't take a lot of things into consideration when we think about that, again, air quotes, ideal body type. And as a result, and as I've mentioned previously, we end, uh, we end up with higher levels of depression and self-loathing. So we continue the idea that there's only one way to be attractive and as a result we have a tendency of well we okay i'm putting myself in there but like in general okay not in general i can't generalize people but society has this thing of kind of being a bully and saying that there's only one way to be a man there's only one way to be a woman when we feel like we can't measure up it's like there's this price to pay for it and it's our health, it's our mental health, it's just, it's our self-loathing, our self-image. We just, we have doubts about, you know, how beautiful we are, regardless of size, regardless of shape, color, whatever. Seriously, we just, we have this thing. Then we have more statistical data where it says, young men face similar unrealistic beauty standards as we do as women. 
And as a result, one in three practice unsafe eating or fitness behaviors to reach those standards. And this is according to the National Eating Disorders Association. So due to gender stereotypes about eating disorders, because mostly they're generated, I mean, mostly like a lot of people just think, oh, eating disorders is mostly focused on like women and stuff, but it isn't. So because of these stereotypes, men are also less likely than women to seek help for these harmful behaviors which is incredibly sad, but we, we have grown up with certain gender stereotypes and slowly, slowly those stereotypes are breaking, but there's still this sense of this pressure, you know, on men that men are supposed to be manly men and they're supposed to, you know, be able to, I don't know, kill a bear with their bare hands and they're supposed to be muscular and just be able to save damsels in distress. Okay, this is just all, you know what I mean? Like we're supposed to, you know, the Prince Charming, the this, that there's just certain stereotypes. Boys and men are not supposed to cry. And it's just, um, there is a, 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 a huge amount of pressure, you know, on men in, in, in the society that we live in. And it's unfortunate that, again, you know, people are taking these unhealthy measures to, um, try to maintain or try to achieve this ideal standard of beauty that's just unfucking realistic. Unfucking realistic. So I know this episode has been extremely long. It's actually one of the longest I've, <laughs> I've done to date. But I do hope you guys enjoyed seeing another perspective, and that's, you know, uh, the male beauty standards. Um, I'll definitely be posting everything up on, like, uh, on. Oh, what you call it on social media the different articles um also those um youtube videos that i found they're really it's incredible you know it's taking it into a different perspective that yes men are also suffering from these unrealistic beauty standards and it's just taking because we're always talking a lot about like focusing more on the women and because it's it's throughout time it's the focus on beauty has really been something that's kind of been on women like you're expected to be this 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 and this and um recently men are suffering from these like i said unrealistic unrealistic i can't even speak beauty ideals and standards so with that i hope you guys enjoyed this episode spring cleaning you know where to find me on social media i'm on beauty unlocked either the podcast or podcast send me those emails at beauty unlocked what is it? Beauty Unlocked. Wait, woo! Now I forgot. Beauty Unlocked, the uh, podcast at gmail.com. Wow. I've been saying it for like basically six, this time, seven weeks in a row. Forgot the email. But with that, you guys know, send me those emails. Follow me on social media on Beauty Unlocked. I would love to hear your opinions and send me emails. Say a hi, howdy, hi. How are you like holding up with everything? And remember what I always say. Regardless of, you know, whether you're you identify as male, as female, as whatever, the first thing is to love each other, love yourselves no matter what. And with that, I hope you have a lovely weekend and week ahead. Bye. Wow.